Welcome back to Not Another Wellness Podcast with Natalie Dellinger. Stoked to have you here as a listener today. And this is a health and wellness podcast where we destigmatize what wellness is and share our tips on how to be well in an everyday life. Today's episode number 42 is called Wellness While Pregnant and Living with MS. It's with Samantha Hayes from episode 10. You guys loved episode 10. That was my most downloaded episode by far. I know super cool to get so much great feedback from it. I thought it'd be awesome to interview Sam again as she has changed a lot since the last interview. She actually is expecting her first baby in September. I'm so excited because it's going to be a little Virgo baby and I'm Virgo myself. And Sam is just such a resilient and powerful and independent woman. I'm so proud to know her and I've been following her unwellness journey and her account, The Unwell Adventures. You should look that up. She talks candidly about what it's like living with MS since her diagnosis two years ago and what wellness means to her. On the episode today, we're going to dive into natural birth control methods such as natural cycles, which you might be interested in hearing about, what pregnancy looks like, what pregnancy looks like when you have MS, how to not let everybody tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing, and how it's so much more important to listen to your own body and trust your instincts when it comes to like what to eat during pregnancy, what to do, how to prepare, etc. So I think that is really, really important. And Sam's also a health coach so she's going to talk about her journey getting certified for that and really we just get to catch up with each other so it's going to be similar to episode 10 in that way i'm excited for you guys to hear this one and before we do i wanted to share another podcast ratings and review if you've been listening to me for a while you know how important these are to me and to the podcast to spread the word so i wanted to read this one that came up recently it says loving the podcast oscar wilde once said Conversation should touch everything, but concentrate itself on nothing. That is what Natalie is doing with this podcast, engaging in a diversity of topics with people passionate about their work. If you have a curious mind, you will no doubt enjoy this work. This is from NF Pan AG. I don't know how else to pronounce that. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It means the world to hear your feedback and know that it's resonating with you as much as it's resonating with me. And without any further ado, going to introduce this episode with Samantha Hayes, the lovely wellness resilient lady that is going to be a new mama soon. So here we go. Hey guys, welcome to back to Not Another Wellness Podcast. Today, I am so excited because we have my first repeat guest, Samantha Hayes from the Unwell Adventures. Hey, Sam. Hi. Glad to be back. I know. It feels like just yesterday we were sitting in your little lighthouse. Yeah, that was so lovely. Too bad we don't have wine this time. I mean, you definitely don't because you're pregnant. Yeah, I'm sad. I'm sit here, sitting here drinking my seltzer, but it, you know, it does the trick. It does the trick. <laughs> so I'm so happy to have you back. Um, your first episode, the one that we recorded that was sort of just like a wellness chat, was really one of my favorite episodes and just conversations in general. So I'm excited to like catch up with you too. And this is sort of going to be that and diving into like your pregnancy. So yeah. Sounds great. (laughs) Um, So since the last interview I had with you, I've been asking people what lights them up in this world for kind of a starter question. So Sam, what lights you up in this world? Um, so honestly, my gut reaction when you asked me that is my family, um, and being outside, like it's really just as simple as that. Um, like I feel most alive when I'm 
I mean, ideally when I'm outside with my family, if I can combine those two things, um, but just being, I feel like it just gets me out of my head and relaxes me. Um, and being with my family does the same thing and feeling like love and support in that way. So I would say those are probably the two things that, that really light, light me up. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're starting your own family, which yes, is yes. crazy. Cause I remember talking about this a year ago and you were like, think of, we're thinking that, you know, like in the next year, maybe having kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that seemed like a far off thought at the time. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, like sure. Like we'll have a kid. And then now it feels like a, it, it is a very real reality. And um, yeah, so I'm due in September. Um, yeah, so that's just a, a few short months away. Oh, and I am a September baby, a Virgo, so I'm super excited. And you're having a girl? Yes, yes, we're having a little girl, um, which honestly, I was so surprised. Um, I, my husband is one of four boys. They have like a strong male, <laughs> male presence uh, throughout their lineage. So I just like always assumed it would be a boy. Um, and we found out it was a girl my, I mean, I was so excited and I just can't wait to raise like a strong, can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> a strong, like badass girl, at, especially at this day and age in general, but also just like to, ins to be able to instill confidence in a tiny little lady is like such an exciting thing to think about. And I can't wait. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It's so important. And I remember like we were chatting about this the other day of just like, there's such an obligation for women to like get together and rise each other up and raise yeah. badass women and badass yeah. girls who are like confident. And that's just something that needs to happen. So I yeah. know you're up for the job because you crush it as a female. So. Oh, thank you. And I honestly, and I'm also so excited. I mean, my Ryan, my husband is, um, a wonderful human being and like I know that he takes that responsibility just as seriously as I do, which is really rare, which I thought was most people felt that way. But the more I talk to people, the more I realize that he's like truly a gem. And I mean, I obviously knew that before, but you know, in the way that he wants to be like how involved he wants to be in the ideals that he wants to instill in her, it's, it's really special. So that makes it even that much more exciting that, you know, to be able to to do this together because we're, yeah. we're, we're in it together. <laughs> that's such a good point. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And right. That's so cool to hear that he's like so excited. Cause I've heard like guys be like, Oh, I could never handle a girl. Like they're so different and dramatic. And it's like, no, no, no. We are awesome. <laughs> right. Hold on. Well, so it's so funny. The only thing he keeps saying, he's like, well, like, I just don't know what to do with a baby girl. I'm like, cause you would know what to do with a baby boy. Like you wouldn't know what you were doing anyway. So like, let, you know, and he's yeah. like, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah. So it's so funny. Um, oh. You know, it's a baby. Like we're going to figure it out together. It's great. Oh my gosh. So I quickly want to touch on what you were using um, for birth control because you inspired me to try out natural cycles. Mm -hmm. This is like nine months ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I remember we chatted a lot about birth control and you started using natural cycles and mm -hmm. through chatting with you about it, I was like, Oh my God, I have to try this. And I've been loving it. Yeah. It's so to be fair, I was, <laughs> this was, this is not an ad for natural cycles right now because I did stop using it just so, you know, this is not like a, a you know, a, a total error here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had an IUD for gosh, four years, I want to say. Um, and then when I was diagnosed with MS, um, I started reading obviously anything and everything and there was nothing is proven because it takes forever to do a study about anything, but there is some, you know, information surrounding IUDs and, you know, increased inflammation and leading to chronic illness and specifically leading to MS. So I was like, get this thing out of me. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm out. Um, and so that's when I went, turned to natural cycles. Cause I just, I thought I don't want to put anything else in, in my body. I want to be as clean as possible. And, um, I found it really helpful and it just, it also allowed me to be so in tune. Like I never looked at my cycle or, or any, really anything like that. It was just like something that happened and it came and it went and I moved on, you know, like it was not something I looked at really closely. So being able to use an app like that, I know there are a few of them out there. 
um, really helped me understand a lot more about my body, as cheesy as that sounds, but it really, um, it was a really uh, important tool just to understand better, like how it all works. Um, so I found it really helpful. And then about, I don't know, I would say, so I had kind of backtracking here. Um, I stopped using it basically this fall. Uh, I mean, I still like referred to it, but it was less um, in the form of birth control and more in the form of just understanding what to expect. Um, and then lo and behold, I went and got myself pregnant. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that you're like, wait, well, yes, I was using that. And then I used it in it. Well, yeah, because you didn't even use it to know when you were, you were saying you sort of stopped like tracking in the sense of stop trying either way. And we're just like, let's yeah. see what happens. Um, but yeah. just to give a quick background for what natural cycles is. Um, so is that people ask me this all the time? So I want to just touch on it and it yeah, no, please. Me that wonderful. you were, yeah. And that you were the one that like told me about it. So it's a basal body temperature tr that you, a thermometer, sorry, mm -hmm. that you track your temperature first thing in the morning. And it basically, after a couple of months, will understand your cycle and the ebbs and flows of your basal body temperature, which leads to like where explaining where you are in your cycle, which mm -hmm. is everything you said is so true. Like I didn't know that you had this like short fertility window and I'm sure most pregnant women know that when they're trying to get pregnant, they understand when the fertility window is. So they're like trying to have sex then. But for me, like just having been on the pill and then on the IUD, I just always thought I was in, I was always fertile or something like right, that. Like at all times, like ready to go. Seriously. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, cause that's the fear that people kind of instill in you. And of course there's like, there's a chance, but there's just as much chance. I mean, birth control isn't a hundred percent anyway, you know? So right. Yeah. So it was just so cool. Like I started doing that because of your recommendation, got it. Um, loved it. It took a couple months for me to figure out. And I was like, this is the, every woman, whether you're not trying to get pregnant, like, or you are, this is such a great tool because you are mm -hmm. so much more in tune and you're like, Oh, this explains X, Y, and Z. Like there's so many body changes that I didn't really understand what they were mm -hmm. and like emotional changes. And it was just so interesting, like so cool. So I remember you being like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, Oh my God, we're using natural cycles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the opposite way. <laughs> no. And that's what, so, I mean, our, our whole thing surrounding pregnancy. So, um, I guess we should back up and maybe we'll go get to the MS leg of this journey because that does kind of impact um, how and when we just not decided, but when this all kind of went down. Um, so I'll start from the beginning, I guess. So about a year ago, again, when I got the IUD removed, the initial thought was, because I had had three flare ups um, that kind of brought me to even doing more research on why this could be happening. And then I, you know, I thought maybe it's the IUD, you know, I'll get it removed and that'll just fix everything. And obviously that, that didn't, but you know, it did allow me to, to be cleaner. Um, and they do say that um, people with MS tend to have their symptoms relieved when they're pregnant. Um, so this was December, 2017, 2018, no, 2017. <laughs> and so Ryan and I thought, okay, well maybe, you know, we're, we're nearly ready or, what, what, you know, what does that even mean? Right. We're ready yeah. to have a child who's ever ready to have a child, but you know, um, you know, we could be in a place where, where that could be a thing. And if it's going to help my MS and, and we were close enough anyway, like maybe that that's maybe now's the time. Um, so this was last December and my doctor advised, she said, we you know we'd really like for you to be stable for a year. Um, and I thought, okay, that's fine. But you know, I already went off my IUD. So that's when I, that's when I found, you know, these other solutions, um, cause I didn't want to have to go back on anything else. Um, and then, uh, the medication that I had changed to, um, I got infusions every six months. Uh, and it's a, it's a basically like a chemo. And so I, you know, their big thing was you just cannot get pregnant six weeks after getting this treatment because it, you know, it's poison in your body. It would be really toxic to get pregnant. So I was like, all right, all right, all right. You know, all these rules and trying to timing and everything. And Okay. So, um, I had my last infusion in August, um, and we were really careful for a while. And then we basically kind of said, okay, if it, if it's going to happen, great, if not, that's fine too. 
And, you know, we only have these short windows between treatments, you know, where, where it's safe for us to even think about. Mm. Um, so we basically just kind of said, again, what will be, will be. And if at some point in our lives, we really have to try and really track and really, um, you know, monitor it more closely, then so be it. But for right now, let's just see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And so it happened. <laughs> that's, that's so beautiful. Like, I love yeah. you're like, let's let what will happen happen. And it worked. Yeah. And I'm so, so grateful that it happened that way. Again, I was fully, you know, I know there are so many people that really try and really plan. And, and I was totally prepared to, at some point, go, okay, that might be the route we have to go down. But I'm really grateful that at least for this first time around, it was really just something that happened naturally and was kind of a surprise, an expected surprise, I guess, you know, to, to both of us. Um, so it was, it was, yeah, it, you know, it was wonderful. I'm really feel really good about how everything happened. So, yeah. And that pretty much answered like one of my questions for you was like, how did and I guess before I even go there, if you haven't listened to Sam's first episode, <laughs> that, because she goes more into her journey and, and being di- diagnosed with MS, but I guess, you know, not everybody's familiar. So yeah, if you would just give us a quick little like rundown of what happened to you, I mean, oh yeah. my God, we could, yeah, I think that would we be. We could go deep, but yeah, yeah. no, but um, so a little over two years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, MS. Um, and within that first nine months, I had three pretty serious flare-ups. Um, and for, the, for a flare-up is considered uh, an exacerbation of your symptoms. Um, they can last anywhere from, they say anything over 24 hours is considered a flare-up. Some of those last a few weeks, some um, a few months, you know, it's really different for every person and it's really manifests itself differently for everybody. So the length, the, the severity, uh, really any aspect of it is different for every person. So for me, uh, it was typically numbness in my hands and feet, mostly my left side. And then my last flare up happened while I was actually abroad. Um, and I had a really difficult time walking, uh, which was really scary. And that's really kind of what made me go, okay, the medication that I was trying was not working for me. And I wanted to find a solution sooner rather than later. Cause it was definitely, um, pretty jarring. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of what, what brought me on this next part. And the medication that I, that I was on the past year has been amazing. Um, I'm actually, if it's okay with you, I'm not going to mention the name. If someone wants to reach out to me, that's fine. But I don't want people to think that because it worked for me, it's going to work for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's important to work with your doctor and work with your symptoms to find what's best for you. Uh, if you are someone with MS, just because everybody is so, 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 so different. Yeah. That's a, um, that's a really good point. Yeah. Cause there really isn't, especially with MS and all sorts of chronic illnesses, there isn't like a surefire thing that works for everybody. I mean, that would be amazing, but it's just, it's just not where we're at. Right. Um, so yeah. So that kind of brought me to, to where, where we are now. So since you fell pregnant, such a mm-hmm. fun phrase, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How have your symptoms been? Like, what, what is the reality of that? Yeah, so I was supposed to get my next infusion in January. Um, so it wasn't totally ideal timing, if I'm being perfectly honest. But again, it's, it's all good. Um, and I was supposed to get my infusion in January. I found out I was pregnant on New Year's Eve. Um, and I was oh. supposed to get my infusion about a, a week and a half later. Um, So, you know, trying to navigate that, I called my doctor, obviously had to cancel that. And they wanted me to go back on the medication that I'd been on originally, which as I just mentioned, I had three flare ups while on that medication. Uh, I had to inject myself three times a week, which um, was pretty painful. Uh, And and it was just a constant reminder that I was a sick person. Um, So mentally that was just not, not fun and not, didn't put me in a great place. And so they wanted me to go back on that because they said, oh, well, you know, that, that might help in case you started to have another flare up or something like that. And I, I thought about it for a while. And I, for me, I figured now's the time to try and eat really clean and be off medication. If any, you know, if I can't take Advil while I'm pregnant, why should I be injecting myself with something to me that just didn't seem, it just didn't seem like that added up 
for, for me personally, again, everyone, everyone is different. Um, but for me, and, and they also say with MS, because, um, pregnancy lowers your, your immune system or reduces your immune response, which is what my medication was doing anyway. So they do say a lot of pregnant, a lot of women with MS feel good during their pregnancy. So I, for me, I just thought, you know what, now's a good opportunity to see if I keep up my, my fitness routine, if I eat really clean, um, you know, let's, let's try this. Like if not now, when, um, and so I, I'm not on any medication right now. Um, my doctor isn't totally pleased, but again, like, you know, I have to live with, with my body and live with what I'm doing. And I, I feel really good about it. And I've been feeling really great. Um, that's amazing. And I was going to say, like, do you feel supported by your doctors or I, I imagine it's a hard place for them to be wanting to treat you, but then also realizing that you're like growing a human inside of you. What's best for both? Yeah. You know? Um, and, and, they, and they, it's not that they have been not supportive, but obviously like they're doctors and that's, they're trained to find a solution and give you a medication and treat, you know, so it's, it's kind of counterintuitive to their, I guess, you know, kind of religion in a way, right? Like to, sure. so, yeah. you know, and I, I respect that. And I just said to them, you know, cause they, and they want me to start my infusions again, two weeks after giving birth, which would be, would mean I wouldn't be able to breastfeed, um, and all of that. And I, I've also basically said to them, look, I, I respect that. Um, I'd like to get at least two months, um, before I go back on my medication. Um, again, I'm realistic. Uh, if I have a flare up, then obviously things need to change. And what's best for my baby is that I'm also healthy as well. So I'm not going to sacrifice my health that doesn't do my child any good. That doesn't do me, you know, so I'm realistic about all of those things, but ideally I'd like to be able to, you know, be as healthy as I can for as long as I can before having to go back on medication. Yeah. I'm so So. relieved to hear that you are feeling good. Like I, that's just like medication free and mostly symptom free. It sounds like besides the pregnancy symptoms, which I want to talk about in a second, but yeah. Oh, that is just like music to my ears and like everyone who knows you, I'm sure just a very, like a gift, you know, like a break from what your body's been going through and Mm -hmm. like such a beautiful thing that you're able to give life and have this time to really focus on that. You know, I don't know. I know, honestly, I mean, the human body is the most incredible thing ever. And I, I also feel like my body's finally doing something good. (laughs) Like, oh, good. We're on the same page. Like, um, you're not attacking me. Like, this is good. This is good. Um, yeah. So, but it is, it's, you know, how incredible is it that when you're creating another life, like your body is doing the most intense thing that it'll ever do all these other things like are, are fixed. Like that's so wild to me. That is wild. It's, you know, it's for, I don't know. I've just found it to be really, really cool. Um, like I feel like my own body is just a science experiment right now. Um, but like in the coolest way, like how, how amazing is that? Um, so I feel really grateful to just to be where I'm at truthfully. Absolutely. Um, and like, were you, what were your, were you expecting that it would be easy to get pregnant or like, were you more surprised, I guess? Um, I, so it's funny. I was, for whatever reason, like there's not, I I was really nervous about it. Um, I think because, you know, I felt like this time, you know, we only have this certain window and what if it takes years to get pregnant? And then what if my MS comes, you know, there's kind of all these things in the back of my mind, um, and I knew it would be fine. You know, in the back of your mind, you also know deep down, it's going to be fine. I'm worrying about this for no reason, but also like, maybe not. And like, maybe it is going to be really difficult. And, you know, I've, I've put all these, these chemicals in my body to try and fix myself. Is that actually hurting myself? And like all of these thoughts, you can't help but think. And, um, you know, Ryan was really great. And he was like, you know, everything's going to be great. And I'm like, you don't know that, you know, <laughs> Um, you don't know anything. And of course, you know, I'm just, you know, it's easy. I always thought it was easy for him to say that, but he was so supportive. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was, again, I'm so grateful that, that I 
that it did happen the way that it did. And then I didn't have to think too much about it or stress too much about it. And um, again, I, because of that, also, I feel really, really grateful because I know plenty of people that have a really hard time and I can't imagine what, actually, you know, I kind of can't imagine how hard it is to feel like you don't have control over your body. Um, so I imagine that would be very difficult when you want to use your body to, to have a child. Um, and, and you're sharing that stress with another person. Like when I, whenever I felt stressed about my body, not doing what it was supposed to, I could carry that weight. And I felt like I could, I could handle that. You know, I'm, I, it's just about me. And if I am having a hard time walking or something, well, that's something I can carry. Um, you know, if to carry that with another person, I imagine would be really, really difficult. So I, I definitely feel for, for people who, who go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, what have been some of the biggest changes that you felt physically since being pregnant? Like, what was it like? <laughs> Tell us all the things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's so funny. Cause I look back on like, I've been taking pictures every week. Cause again, the human body is a wild, wild contraption. Um, and it's so funny cause I was at like even like 14 or 15 weeks. And I was like, Oh my God, everyone can tell I'm huge. I look at my pictures. And I'm like, girl, you don't even know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's really wild. And I have so I have an app that like tells you what, like what to expect every week. And you know, it'll be like one week, it'll be like, you'll probably start experiencing heartburn this week. And like, sure enough, I have heartburn. Like I feel like a voodoo doll attached to this app because it's every week. It's like, exact spot. I'm like, Oh, you might start feeling uncomfortable sleeping. Boom. Uncomfortable sleeping. Like <laughs> it's, I'm like, I almost, I said to Ryan, I was like, I'm not going to read this app anymore because it's, I don't want it to happen. <laughs> um, no, but honestly, I mean, physically it's, it's the physical changes are hard. I'm, I don't care who you are. Um, when your body changes that much, that fast, it's, it's a lot. Like it's crazy. I mean, I, I've, I put so much weight on so fast. I think my body like prepping to like then grow bigger. And again, like, you know, I go back and forth between being like, I am a warrior goddess creator of life and feeling like, <laughs> oh, I'm just kind of a chubby girl. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you go back and forth between being so grateful for your body, but also feeling like I'm in someone else's body. Like, like this isn't body my is body. It? Yeah. Yeah. And like, how do you identify with yourself when you just don't recognize yourself? <laughs> yes. And it, and it, yes. And it's not like normal weight gain where you're like, oh, I put on a few pounds like over the holidays or like whatever. It's so fast. Like it's yeah. so much. And not so to fast. mention like how drastic your life becomes like that. Yes. Like, you can eat versus not. I mean, what did you do to like educate yourself on what's okay and what's not? Cause I feel like it, it, the list just goes on forever of what's like not okay for pregnant women or whatever. Yeah. So like at, at first, obviously you listen to other people and they're like, well, I did this and I did that and I didn't. And I tried to shut all of that out a little bit. Um, and I obviously looked at the list of things that you're not supposed to eat. And then I did research on each individual thing and why, um, you know, because they say, you know, you can't have deli meat. And it's like, oh, I don't really eat deli meat anyway. So that was fine. Or you can't have soft cheeses, but you really, really the thing is you can't have unpasteurized cheeses. And most cheeses in the United States are pasteurized because it's a part, you know, it's, they have to be, you know? So right. it's like educating yourself on all of these individual things and figuring out what works best for you. Like, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day and there was a, a woman talking about um, eating sushi. And she said, you know, I had sushi when I was pregnant. She's like, I went to a really reputable place. I didn't do it a lot because of mercury and all those other things, but it really comes back to understanding where your food comes from in general. Like if my feeling was always, if a pregnant person should, shouldn't be eating it, should you be eating it? That is, you took the thought right out of my head. Yeah. I, like seriously, like my um, coworker is pregnant and she gave me some tea like hibiscus tea. And then I was with her again and we went to um, an herbalist place because I was getting tea for like cramps and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there were so many things that they were like, well, like use your discretion. But I could see how like fearful it could be if you don't know why, but you're like, all right, well, I got to like, I can't have hibiscus anymore or like whatever. Right. And it's right. kind of overwhelming. 
Totally. But, and I just think yeah. it's so funny because that you're like, okay, you can't have sprouts, but you can definitely have this fried chicken sandwich from McDonald's. <laughs> like, right? Like, how does that work? Okay, so you can put like these processed chemicals in your body, but they're going to start lecturing me about what kind of tea I should drink. Right? Like, come on. That is such a good point. You know, and for me, I just felt like that's so that's so backwards. And, you know, you look at, I started to look into like other cultures and how other cultures eat, you know, and there's things about like matcha or like, you know, different areas of the world that eat certain things, eat or drink certain things because it's a part, a staple of their diet while they're pregnant. And like it, they're fine. You know, I mean, I think in general, obviously everything in moderation and I'm not a coffee drinker anyway, so that wasn't a big deal and, and things like that. But I just think know your body and know that if you're giving your body good nutrients, I, I'm just, I think that you're going to be just fine is, is my personal, Mm. you know, because also then you go, you know, if you're, if you could, you could drive yourself crazy. I mean, you could get an, uh, an infection, you know, you could get E. coli from lettuce. Like, okay, so you're going to stop eating lettuce when you're pregnant. Like, come on, like, right. Can't you just be as careful as you can. You eat as whole as you can organic, you know, just like for me, it's just how I would normally. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't want to put things in my body that shouldn't be there anyway. So I don't want my child to have that either. So for me, it's actually been very empowering and reassuring of the way that I, that I eat in general. Yeah. Um, And just being much so conscious of where my food comes from because it is food and it's especially now it's fuel because it's not just fuel for me, it's fuel for an, a whole nother life. <laughs> right. Curious, um, any, you mentioned some podcasts, you did some research. So what would be suggestions for people who do want to dig into those things and the reasons why, like, do you have any favorite, uh, places to go? Yeah. So, I mean, I listen. this was an, an almost 30 podcast who you actually introduced me to them and I love them. Um, so I was actually listening to one there and I was, I did a little research on mind, body, green, and basically just typed in pregnancy, um, and read some articles through there, which I found to be really helpful. Um, but I think in general, there's so much noise around Mm -hmm. pregnancy and there's so much judgment around pregnancy. And I, I mean, I imagine that it's, I mean, I hear word on the street is it's the same thing for motherhood, you know? Um, (laughs) And so I think just staying true to what you know, and if you don't know, finding people that you do trust who do know, you know what I mean? Because you could drive, I mean, you could drive yourself absolutely crazy. Yeah. It's Um, true. It's like, it's like an industry. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I think people, they capitalize on your like fear and uncertainty, yes. which yep. is understandable because it's a huge co- commitment to bringing mm-hmm. somebody, you know, you want to have a healthy child. Like that's a goal. Like you don't want to do something that's going to affect them. But yeah, it is so, so important. Number one, to not let everyone else's voices overpower your own. Right. And like Ryan and I keep saying, you know, there, I mean, there's so many things you can worry about. Right. And of course we're going to worry until we're dead. Like that's just, (laughs) you know, what, you know, having children is what, how it goes, but you know, we keep saying two things. Worst people have had children and those kids have turned out just fine. And like, obviously it's like, we say this in jest because we're going to be great parents. And I feel very confident about that, but you know what I mean? Like people have been doing this for millions of years, right? People have been doing this forever. Every, not everybody does this, but this is how the world is who it is. So stress over such minute things. Like my feeling is, you know, a big thing for us is staying good to each other because the best thing we can do for our child is have a good example of, of a marriage, you know, stay good to each other and have your child's best interest at heart. And like, I believe that the rest will fall into place because it has to. I'm so grateful that you said that, (laughs) you know, like that's such a good perspective. I truly feel like that message needs to be sent through the wavelengths. And yeah, really. I mean, and I, and I get why people get so nervous because it comes from a place of wanting the best for your child. And that is a, a beautiful thing, but you know, you, children especially feel that stress. So if you're stressed over 
treating them the best, they're going to feel that stress. And I just, you know, I think, I think everyone should just trust themselves a little bit more and everyone would be a little bit happier. Amen. (laughs) Lesson number one. (laughs) Right. Exactly. What has been the most surprising thing about being pregnant? Um, I, I've learned in general that, uh, honestly, I've really enjoyed being pregnant. Um, I mean, the body changes are, are tough, but I've really, again, I've been so grateful and it is truly the coolest thing ever. Um, and yeah. Like, yeah. Were you like nervous? I mean, I'm just imagining like that moment of realizing I'm pregnant, pregnant. and then like, <laughs> you sort of have to wait. Cause like, Oh God forbid, like those early weeks are so for some people like so stressful because you just don't know if it's safe to share that information or if the pregnancy is safe and Mm -hmm. which is a whole other thing but um oh yeah well I also would just like to note because the movies tell you this wrong like when you find out you're pregnant you don't go to that doctor right away like I thought that I would find I'm pregnant I'd go to the doctor they'd confirm everything like they'd tell me everything's great and everything would be fine when we found out I was pregnant, I was like, okay, I guess I'll call the doctor now, right? Like, I don't know, like, what the heck do you do, right? Yeah. And so I called the doctor and they're like, okay, like, so you took the test? I'm like, yeah, like, I think I'm pregnant. And they're like, well, you are pregnant. That test, like, doesn't lie. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, like, now what? And she was like, so we'll see you in five weeks for your first appointment. I was like, what? It's like, <laughs> So what do I do until then? <laughs> like, I just sit here and she was like, well, if you start to feel nauseous, just eat small meals. I literally hung up the phone being like, just kind of this feeling of now what? Oh my gosh. That's it's, so interesting, Sam. It's so bizarre. Like I literally, and it's not in the movies. It's not like you go and like, no, it, I waited <laughs> five weeks before I even had an appointment. And I was just like, well, I get like, I, I guess I'm pregnant. It was, it's like the, it's, and I've talked to a few pregnant girls since then they were like it was so terrible to wait oh my gosh that is so interesting yeah so you don't actually have your first appointment until eight weeks eight weeks in okay yep so it takes so yeah um how early how early can you detect your pregnancy like how far along were you when you felt like you should check if you were pregnant I guess. Um honestly I swear it was like the first day possible because I so we had gone on a, on a big ski trip with Ryan and his brothers. Uh, and we got home and like my chest, my boobs, I'll just say it, my boobs were really sore. <laughs> but I thought it was from, you know, like, so there was this big, long, flat area. And I was, I was, you know, using my poles to pedal myself along. And so I thought maybe it was just from that. But I like kind of had a feeling it was something else. And I'd been a little lightheaded over like the past two weeks. And, um, and I had a bunch of pregnancy tests in our linen closet. And so I, it was literally new year's day. We just gotten home and I was like, Oh, you know, I'll just take one just to be, just to like, be sure, like not really thinking anything of it. And I took a test and it was positive. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Now what? Yeah. And I didn't, I I, I literally had just gotten out of the shower. I didn't even tell Ryan I was taking one. Like it was like this very casual. You had just this like inkling, like, oh, I don't know. I'll just take it. Yeah. And I figured it was like, I'll either just rule it out. Like it was New Year's Eve, like before we go out or like whatever. Right. And so Ryan's sitting downstairs on the couch and I'm like, oh my God, like now what? I don't want to like shout to him and like alarm him (laughs) because he gets like very stressed. So I didn't want to like stress him out. So I like, I was like, all right, okay. So I'll go, I'll go downstairs. So I like walk downstairs and I like, I didn't, I like, I just didn't even know what to do. So I put my hand on his back and I was like, Hey bud, (laughs) Uh, like so cautiously. And he was like, what's up? I was like, so I just took a pregnancy test and I didn't even say it was positive. I didn't finish my thought. And he just burst out laughing. We both just burst out laughing. Like he, and he just goes, should you take another one? Like laugh. We were just laughing hysterically because we both just knew like, he's like, I kind of had a feeling like, I don't know. And we, so I took two more throughout the day and, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was unexpected and wonderful. And, um, he was way less stressed than I thought he would be. So that was nice. And <laughs> yeah, like how much had you talked about this actual moment? Is that something people like 
go over like okay so like when you know the time comes I'm gonna take it to like what was your dialogue before that like um I mean to be perfectly honest I always so Ryan's Ryan's more of the planner and I'm I'm more of the kind of spontaneous one and we, we switch back and forth on different things but for the most part that's kind of how it goes um so I had always kind of mentally prepared myself for okay when the time comes for me to tell him I'm pregnant like his first response is going to be stress and that doesn't mean he's not excited like that's just how it's going to be. Like I had built that up in my head that that's how it was going to go. Um, I think like just in case, you know, yeah. Um, like, you know, don't be disappointed. Like he'll just, you know, he's got to process it in his way and blah, blah, blah. And so when his first reaction was just so enthusiastic, I was like, I was thrown off and I was like, Oh, this is so great. And like, you know, we hadn't really talked about when that time comes because I think we talked so much about, actually having kids and like what that looks like and what we want for them that we kind of forgot about like oh we actually have to like be pregnant and like do that whole thing <laughs> you know like yeah it's 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 uh but it was it was honestly it was wonderful and he he was like not stressed at all and he was genuinely so excited and because it was like kind of a surprise I was like oh this is so I don't know it was it was really like a really special thing that I, I definitely will, will never forget. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that it was New Year's Eve. Like there's something I know. about that. It, it really was. And it was so funny. And I was like, all right, well, 2019 is, is, is the year. Like it was such a special way to kind of round out the year and start out the year all at the same time. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. <laughs> That's great. I love that story. I was so that curious. Was I was like, yeah. oh, what was it actually like? Um, what my question for you now is similar to what you're saying about like, uh, you know, listening to your body and trying to figure out what you need. Mm-hmm. How has that affected like your wellness routine or mm-hmm. like the things you're doing for yourself as you prepare to be a mother? Yeah. So, um, food wise, again, I, you know, I've really tried to continue to eat clean. Um, something that I've probably about six months before I found out I was pregnant, I was really trying to get in a much better, uh, workout routine and just fitness routine and, and all of that, which is, I've always been an athletic person, but I've never really had a good fitness routine. Um, and so that was something that I'd really started. And I'm so grateful that I did because I really tried to keep it up during my pregnancy. And I think that's helped me continue to feel as good as I have. Um, cause truly I've been more or less, like, I really can't complain about anything. Like, yeah, I was really tired or like, you know, I get like some aches here and there, but truthfully I've been pretty much symptom free. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with remaining active and, um, even days that I don't work out, um, I try and walk at least 12,000 steps. Um, I take my dog for a walk in the morning. I walk on my lunch break and then I walk when I get home. Um, and I think that's really, really helped physically, mentally, um, keep my strength. And I know that it'll, it will continue to help as I get larger, <laughs> um, to keep me well. Um, so mm-hmm. I think, and I think that's really important. And that's another misconception about, about pregnancy. Like, I, my sister-in-law, her doctor told her not to work out at all. Um, really? Yeah. The whole time? Like the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, you know, so I've been doing light weight trainings, you know, I'm not doing any hit workouts or anything like that, but, um, some light weight trainings and, and, you know, the elliptical and again, not super fast or like jumping or things like that, but some resistance training and strength stuff, um, is super important. And there's all sorts of studies now about how, you know, that helps with labor and, and recovery and all sorts of things. Um, so, I mean, again, like it's definitely, and again, over the last few weeks, it's definitely getting a little slower and my squats are getting a little, a little more awkward and (laughs) things like that. But, um, it's, it's also just a great way to stay present in your body. Yeah. That's, Um, that's, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I feel like labor, you'd want to be in like good physical stamina to like and just health as healthy as possible to, to, to kind of, you know, do it, do it. <laughs> and yeah. Like, Cause it's, it's going to take everything out of you. So if you can build up like your endurance or practice, like breathing and like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of prep 
you should. Like, I'm so, so surprised a doctor would say not at all. Like, I know. Huh. And I always, and the other thing too is for me, like my, my, my lower back has been getting a little bit sore. So uh, Ryan's been helping me do some back strengthening stuff because you think about it, you're going to be carrying all this weight on your front. That puts a lot of pressure on your back and all that. So like doing the strength aspect to it, um, I think really helps, you know, maintain your comfort level. Right. Um, because you know, it, your, your body's not used to carrying all that. It's like carrying a giant backpack on your front for six months, you know, like with like a ton of books in it. (laughs) Yeah. So like, you know, think about when you're hiking after a while, your, your back starts to get a little, you know, you start wriggling your shoulders a little, you know, you start to feel it a little. So imagine that all the time, you know, you've got to build up the, the other part of that strength. So, um, continuing to do that has been, has been great. And I also have found that that's helped my MS as well. So I think that kind of combination, um, helps, helps me feel in control in some capacity as well. Yeah. Total win-win. Yeah, totally. It's so, it's so, so important. And especially nowadays, there's so many, I use the tone it up app. Um, and luckily one of the women was like just pregnant last year. So she's got all these pregnancy, um, fitness routines. They're like 20 minutes and I'll do one of those and then I'll go on a long walk and, um, it's so great. It's, I highly recommend it to anyone who's, who's pregnant or, um, you know, postpartum or anything like that, um, to, to check those out. Yeah. That's a great tip. I love apps. I've, I've recently like dabbled more because of just like budget engine. Yeah. It's been, it's nice to know that there are like options where you don't need to have anything crazy or have like a full gym set up. Like you really yeah. can get a good workout and keep your body like active just with yep. a few simple weights and just knowing what you're doing is, is the biggest thing. Yeah. And I got my mom hooked on, not on the pregnancy ones, obviously, but on the, on that <laughs> app as well. Um, just because the accessibility of it. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just great. Highly, highly recommend. That's awesome. So Sam, what are you most excited about for being a mom? What comes Ooh. to mind first? Cause I'm sure there's a million things, but what comes to mind now? Um, I mean, my first reaction is, you know, being able to bring a life into this world that's half you and half the person you love more than anything. Um, and then being able to guide them and learn from them and, and like thinking about learning and growing with Ryan, with our child, like all of us together. I mean, it's just, it's honestly really overwhelming. Like it makes me very emotional and so excited for the future because I know how much I want to teach my child, but I also know how much I actually, the thing is, I don't know how much I'm going to learn from them. I literally can't even fathom it. Um, and I'm just excited to like get there and like continue to get there. Um, Cause I just, I just think it's really cool. I know I've said that like a million times, but it's just yeah. the coolest thing. <laughs> it is so cool. And it's so cool that you are looking at it. Like, cause you are going to learn so much. Your child is going to learn so much by being your child mm-hmm. and going to contribute in this world. And it's just really cool to like, imagine that you get to like spread that goodness and like, yeah. you know, like it sounds like you and Ryan have something so special and like, you're going to crush it. And like that kid. <laughs> Thanks. I hope so. <laughs> um, and it kind of reminds me cause I saw on your Instagram, the unwell adventures, I'm pretty sure, or it could have been your personal one. I don't know, but you were reading a book like preparing mm-hmm. for parenthood and it was called, um, I just, this stuck into my brain. There's no such thing as bad weather. Yes. Like and talk to me about that concept because I've heard of it sort of, And I'm just curious, like what your take is on like how you even begin to prepare for raising a human. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so it's funny. So this is kind of how Ryan and I have lived our life thus far. Like, as you know, um, our wedding was a hurricane. So it's kind of fitting that this has then kind of become our life. Like our, our whole, our wedding exploded, like, (laughs) like the 10 blew away, like, you know, and we would, no one let it phase them. And that I think in was the first example of how Ryan and I have handled a lot of our life thus far. Like there's been things that have just exploded in our faces and we just kind of endured them. So when it comes to actual weather, this, this book, it's, um, you know, there's no such thing as bad weather. It's about a, a woman from Sweden who comes to the U S and is raising her children. And 
uh, kind of the the intro talks about how you know it was a snowstorm and they live in Minnesota, I believe. Um, and you know she went to go bundle her kids up to go play on the snowstorm and she realized there was no other kids out there and everyone was just inside and talking about like you know raising resilient, curious, active children. Um, you know, and she's like, there's no such thing as bad, bad weather. It's just bad clothing, but it, it translates beyond just, you know, weather and things like that to, um, risk-taking and, um, you know, resilience and in, enduring things and, and all of that. And we, a lot of people nowadays shelter their kids so much. My dad, my dad's a teacher in, in schools and he calls them snowplow parents because they just snowplow the way for their kids. So their kids have no worries and no problems. And, that's not really how the world works. So, you know, it, it starts off talking about weather and goes into much bigger topics of how we can create resilient, adventurous, curious children um, who obviously then become people of the world. I mean, even things like, you know, starting at the weather wise, talking about napping outside and having kids outside at young ages um, in, in when it's really cold or really hot and, and that's okay. And again, people have done this for millions of years and um, I really loved it. If anyone is, I mean, even if you're not pregnant, I think it's a great read. Um, yeah, I want to read it. Honestly, you should. It, it's, it just, it, for me, it was, it reaffirmed a lot of the things that I believe. Like I was covered in dirt, like for most of my childhood, just like playing outside. And I think that's amazing. Um, not everyone wants to be like that. And again, that's also totally fine, but, um, it was just nice to hear it from somebody else and, and hear about, um, you know, various, various ways and things that are, that are okay. And that are acceptable ways to, to raise your child. So, um, it's really, really, really wonderful book. I love it. I love it. I, I like remember reading or seeing a video and it was, it's, I think it's in Sweden or Norway where they will encourage children, not like babies or anything, yeah. to polar plunge. Mm -hmm. And they make it like this whole activity and like the yes. whole community jumps into water. And it's not to like hurt them. It's to make them tougher and they're yeah. stronger, right? And more resilient. Yeah. And it's also just, I mean, the other thing is too, is that going back to also like, if you're nervous, your kids pick up on that. If you, if you just go with the flow, I mean, again, kids are going to be kids and everyone has a different personality, but you know, if you don't make it a big deal that it's raining outside, then it's not a big deal that it's raining outside. And that, you know, and that applies to so many other things. Like you can make stresses as big of a deal as you want, but I think, you know, teaching your kids like with the polar plunge, like it's a fun activity. It doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. You know, everyone does it together, you know, just teaching kind of to just go for it and do things, um, I think just helps create more confident kids, which nowadays everyone's got so much anxiety. Like, Oh my God. I, yeah. Right. Like, you know, it's, just raising right. and like, kids I that just go feel, for it. Totally. And like, I even feel that as an adult, like I feel like it's so contagious in a bad way for people mm -hmm. to like complain. Like sometimes I hear myself complaining about things. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong. Like, why am I just complaining? And it's almost like work, like, nonsense talk like oh the weather or like right, oh, right. so hard and like it's just I think you it's such an opportunity to see the good in things and just mm -hmm. like take it as it comes and not let any one thing be too important or like get you down or like let anything have that much power over you not the weather not like people other people not the news not you know, what, like the status quo, like, et cetera. And it's, right. it's that I feel like, yeah, what you're saying is, is all these things. Like it's so important to just be and do the best you can and like show up every single day and not let these other things that are going to happen to you in life. Yeah. Like that's how it works. Like for, for better, for worse, like yeah, life happens. I have a question for you. And like, do you ever think about the course of your life and how it would have been different and how your mindset could have been different if you hadn't been given this diagnosis that really like rocks your world. Uh, yes, <laughs> because I'm sure you have. And like what I'm, what I'm, where I'm going with that is like, I find it to be so refreshing to hear people with such positivity, like mm -hmm. writing, like out of their pores when 
it's so easily could be turned the other way and for obvious reasons, right? Like, right, right. Like I, but yeah. And I just think, gosh, it's so refreshing to hear you say these things and also to understand where you're coming from and what you're also have gone through. And like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like just maintaining that level of like self-respect and like appreciation for life in general and like not Mm -hmm. letting any of that define you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I think about, I mean, back to like, you know, I had malaria and like, I think about all these like big things that have shaped who I am. And honestly, it, but it has shaped who I am. That's exactly it. So all these big things that have shaped who I am, good or bad, like at the end of the day, it's shaped who I am. And I feel pretty okay with who I am. So like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to change that. And of course, like, does the future scare me sometimes with MS? Of course. Like I'm not a superhuman that is just like, everything's going to be perfect forever. And I don't have one fear in the world. Like that's ridiculous. Like, of Mm -hmm. course, but I, but you can't live like that. And you know, I'm also very grateful for, uh, I, I, I grateful feels so funny to say, but I am, I feel, I learned, not grateful. I learned so much from my diagnosis and I, I grew so close to so many people in my life. And I learned, you know, so much about myself and relationships and priorities and all sorts of lessons that I'm so grateful that I learned when I did, because again, now I can go have a child and I've learned a lot of those lessons early on and I continue, I will continue to do so, but a lot of people don't ever learn those lessons. And I think that they complain too much and people could stand to be more grateful. And I'm, I'm glad that whatever it was that took me to this place that I'm able to be that way. Um, cause I think it'll make me a better mom. I think it makes me a better person. Um, and I think it makes me more compassionate just as an individual. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. I mean, and, of course, would I, would I, would I ideally not have a mess? Like, <laughs> but, but also, you know, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change where life has brought me. You're taking, there's this quote from, um, this is us. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Oh yeah. Where he's like, you're taking the sourest lemons life ever made and making lemonade. Mm-hmm. And that just reminds me of that because everybody is going to, you're going to face something at some point. And like to, to your point, like you're, you're saying, I'm grateful that I got this so early on. Cause I could, I, there's the learning potential is so huge. Mm-hmm. I got to really dig and really understand priorities in a way that who knows if I would have been able to do before or are in a different setting. And I mean, there's Completely. no point in even looking backwards, but it's just such a, it's just inspiring to hear you share your story. And I'm so happy for you guys that you're having a little group. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's, it's, uh, it's again, it's pretty cool. I feel like that's going to be like the theme of this podcast. It's pretty cool, but no, (laughs) it's, uh, it's a, it's a wonderful, a wonderful time. So I know too, the interesting timing of this is you were, when you got pregnant, you were like nearly finished with your health coaching degree or yeah. certification. Um, and I wanted you to just dive into that a little bit and what that experience was like for you. Yeah. So, um, I did the Institute for integrative nutrition. Uh, my mom also graduated from the program as well and highly recommended to me. Um, and I, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the program it also, it, you know, it, it reaffirmed a lot of the things that I already knew and gave me the confidence to, to go out and start, you know, really pursuing health coaching. And, and also the alumni network of the program is really, really impressive. Um, and those were the kind of the biggest things that I, I personally took away from it, um, is just, you know, continuing to gain knowledge and confidence and, and the alumni network and resourcing from that. So, um, I'm, and again, I'm grateful for the timing of that because, so I'm finished now, I'm about to have a baby and, you know, ideally in a perfect world at some point, I'd be able to be health coaching and be home and raising my kids, right? Like that's, that's would be amazing to be able to, to do that as well. So I'm really kind of starting that. I have my first client actually this week. Um, yeah. So like, I'm, I'm super excited to, to jump into that more. And I, I've secretly been doing this for my friends and family. I mean, not so secretly, but I've been practicing, you know, my, my skills with, with friends and family and when I advise them and things like that. But, 
you know, I've never asked them for money because it's really just me being their friend and family. Right, right. <laughs> about to be like, hey, I really helped you. Can you pay me? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so cool. And I feel like you're like, you have so much goodness to share. It seems like a natural trans- transition now that you have the foundation to be like, all right, like I understand a lot about the body, like mm-hmm. beyond like what you even learned in the course. I feel like just with your MS journey, you had to learn so much about how the body functions, what happens mm-hmm. when it's inflamed, what's a diet that it can support that, you know, de-inflammation or anti-inflammatory, yeah. <laughs> um, which I know we talked so much about in the first episode with you, but yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that just like takes off and I'm, I'm excited for you. And Thank you. Yeah, I really hope so. And I think, I mean, you would understand this as well and relate to this. You know, I, I sometimes take for granted the amount of things that I do know in this space because we, we talk or we listen to podcasts or we, we read articles so much that I, for me, a lot of times it feels like common knowledge, right? And then you talk to people and you're like, oh, I, I do hold a unique key or I do know a lot about this. And this is like a unique skill, you know? And, um, I've kind of gained the confidence in, in my worth in that. And that like, I really can bring a lot of knowledge to, to somebody else. Um, but again, you know, like, you know, all sorts of different mushrooms, right? Like there's something you and I would, would know lots about. Right. But someone else would look at me like, what? (laughs) No, that's so true. And I'm glad you said that because I feel like I'm in a similar situation of, I nerd out, like, I feel like I just can dig into that wellness industry and like, what's actually how the body operates all day long. Right. But think that everyone else just knows that stuff or like mm-hmm. is doing the same thing. I don't know why. Cause I guess the wellness community feels like it's so big, but it's like actually not. not. I know. <laughs> it's just like, you just, when you follow every influencer who is like a health coach, then you feel like everyone's talking about the same thing, but that's not actually happening. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I mean, I've even had people who are like, you know, on my unwell adventures page, I eat it for me. I start my day with a lot of veggies and that's just, I, I function better. I do some, some healthy fats and veggies. Um, and that's just, and I've had multiple people who've sent me pictures being like, I started my day with veggies now because of you. And for me, I'm like, yeah. Like how else do you start your, you know, like, you know, that's a good, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just so, it's so interesting. And even like eating organic, like I was working with my, my sister-in-law and and talking to her about, you know, farm fish versus wild fish. She was like, I didn't know that mattered. And I was like, Oh my God. You know, like, you know, it's, um, so I think, I think it's exciting to think that I can start to really make a change in other people's life. Like I have in my own. Um, really, which is yeah, pretty that's awesome. And then you get yeah. to raise, I mean, I always wondered like what it would be like to be so deep into and interested in wellness and nutrition. And like, how do you shadow that for a growing child, especially a girl, like in the right way, which I, mm-hmm. I like that's, I don't know. <laughs> like, I yeah. just think that's huge and like a big task. And I'm sure you learn as you go, like a hundred percent, there's no way to prepare, like say you're going to know exactly how to handle that, especially when it comes to like teenage years or like, I don't know, totally. just no. how do you educate without like being overbearing, the overbearing mother that never lets their kid have like Doritos or something. Right. And you <laughs> want your child to have a healthy relationship with food and with fitness without it being, um, you know, an, an addiction or a problem, but you right. want them to, yeah, no, t- I, I've, um, I've thought long and hard about it and I'm, I'm confident that it'll be okay. Um, again, you want them to live a normal life, but you also want them to be aware of what's best for their body. Um, and whatever that looks like, it's going to be different for everybody. But, um, you know, I think I, you know, again, just trying to lead by example and less by telling, um, right. I think is, is kind of the, the way that I, as of right now (laughs) and planning on doing it, but we'll see. And I know your mom too, like is a similar passion and Mm -hmm. um, she obviously did a good job doing that with you. So it's nice that you have, you know, future badass Virgo chick. Yeah, (laughs) right? I know. And her grandmother and to be such supportive like role models for her. And yeah. Oh yeah. A long line of, of strong women. 
Yes. Hell yes. <laughs> we need more. Watch I out. know. <laughs> I, that's what I'm thinking. I was like, there's a reason we're having a girl. I feel pretty good about that. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So, I mean, gosh, this has been just such a flowy conversation and I, I hope I, I pulled out some of the goodness that you were hoping to share, but I yeah. want you to share more. Um, so I mentioned your handle, but like, where can people follow your, your wellness journey? Yeah. So I, I, uh, I have a page where I follow kind of my, my health and fitness journey and, uh, as well as my MS journey. Um, I'm going to be starting to do some YouTube videos as well. Um, about anything and everything at this point. Um, but so you can follow me on unwell adventures. Uh, that's my Instagram. Um, I'm working on the blog, but I've also found that I'm, I'm better in person. So I think the YouTube will be better suited for me. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, but that's a great place to follow, follow along with what, what I'm up to, what I'm eating, what I'm doing and all that good stuff. So definitely check that out. Dude. And thank you so much for just being so open and honest and sharing all of this. I think there, I hope that, you know, people with MS, people who are pregnant, people who are interested in wellness, like there's something for everyone here. And the really underlying tone of all this is, uh, you know, listen to your body, number mm -hmm. one. And like, you know, best mama mm -hmm. knows best. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. It's like, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Sam. This has been so much fun. Yeah, of course. Honestly, I truly enjoyed it and I've loved your podcast and I'm so excited that you're, you're crushing it. So happy, happy to be your first time, second guest. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs>